Welcome to Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around Him, and the impact He empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. Well, good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you. My name's Andy, and I'm part of the team here at BCV. You're really, really welcome with us this morning. It is a special day today. It's the culmination of our week of prayer and fasting, and we've had an amazing week together. It's also our Giving Sunday as we prepare to take the next steps in our journey towards moving into a new-to-us home in North Belfast. And if you're brand new and you're checking us out today, you can catch up with the story by heading over to our website and watching or listening online to the other talks in this Journey Continues series. And it's where we've been sharing our heart and vision for this building, our city, what we believe Jesus is asking of us, and much, much more. So you can catch up with all of that. And if it is your first time with us, you are so welcome. So this morning, I want to talk a bit from the Bible uh, on joy and worship as we give to help us celebrate our Giving Sunday. It's a day of joy and excitement and worship together. The decisions about giving and the prayer and the fasting and the seeking of the Lord is now done. And we're here today to celebrate and give and to let deep, deep joy rise up in us. The kind of joy that comes when we lay our lives before the Lord willingly in faith and we give away to something that primarily benefits others. And I want to speak from First Chronicles chapter 29. And in this part of the Bible, King David, Israel's greatest king, is preparing to set his son Solomon up to be the next king. David, in part of his story, wanted to build God a temple, a place where God would dwell, a grand, amazing building that would sit at the, in the capital city at the center of life for the whole nation. Really important place, a place where all would come and worship God. But God said no to David. It's not for you to do that. It's for your son Solomon to do. But instead of being grumpy about that, that David wasn't the one that would build God a temple, he decides to say yes to what God's doing and invest in the future legacy that God promised him through Solomon. And then he prays a prayer before the people. And it's a really amazing passage of scripture. And what strikes me about it is the joy, the joy in worship that we see in David and the people who are gathered and the joy in giving. So I thought it was a fitting talk for us today on our Giving Sunday where so many of us are coming ready to give and to worship. So let's jump right in. The first thing I would love us to see is that joy is different than happiness. Joy is different than happiness. Sometimes we use joy and happiness uh, interchangeably and the Bible often places them together in kind of the same context if you do like a word study on joy and happiness. And it is often that we experience kind of both together. We do tend to think about happiness as something a bit lighter, a bit more capricious, while joy being something deeper and that has weight to it. C.S. Lewis, the amazing scholar and thinker from Belfast, uh, thought a lot about joy. He wrote a lot about joy. And uh, he, he kind of unpacks this idea that joy is actually about what lies behind something. He went looking for joy in things and ended up finding Jesus, who is a deep wellspring of eternal joy. 
It's a really amazing thought that I'm going to help, help us weave through the rest of this talk. Joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit in the Bible, and it's something we experience when we're pursuing the Spirit of God and friendship with Jesus. And joy tends to be different from happiness because it can be present even in the midst of suffering and pain. You know, we wouldn't ever say we're happy in the midst of grief, but we can experience deep joy in the midst of grief and sorrow. And when we or our friends or our co-workers say, I just want to be happy, it's usually because we, we or they want to step out of something painful, right, and find this thing called happiness and feel good about life. But joy is different. We can have joy in even very, very difficult circumstances. The author and pastor, Frederick Buechner, uh, talks about it this way. Happiness comes when things are going our way, which makes it only a forerunner to the unhappiness that inevitably follows when things stop going our way, as in the end they will stop for all of us. Joy, on the other hand, does not come because something is happening or not happening. Joy is a mystery because it can happen anywhere, anytime even under the most unpromising circumstances, even in the midst of suffering with tears in its eyes, even nailed to a tree. Joy has weight. Joy has depth. It usually involves doing something costly. It usually involves risk and courage. And in 1 Chronicles 29, we find David standing before the whole assembly and we find him courageously doing something costly and risky. It says, then, then King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great, because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God. He says how big this project is, and how much he is personally giving to it. If you start reading through the verses that come after it, he actually lists all this stuff that he is personally giving towards the construction of this temple. And then later on in the chapter, he's going to ask the leaders of the nation and the families of the nation to give sacrificially themselves. So he's personally giving great wealth to something that he will never see built. And he is literally giving a king's ransom towards it. So it's a huge cost to him. But then he asks all his friends and his peers, the the people that have gone to battle with him, the people that have led with him, the people that have been by his side for decades and decades and decades, and the leaders of all the people, he asks them to give generously and sacrificially as well. Again, many of them would not live to see the completion of the temple. It's a courageous act. It's a costly act. It's a risk. Like, would they even give? Would they say, absolutely not, no way? I don't want today to be heavy and somber, but today does have a weight to it. We are doing something important as a church family. We are doing something costly as a church family, something that requires courage and faith and risk. And the truth is we've waited and prayed and sacrificed for years together. And we now need to let the joy come as we receive this long-awaited opportunity and gift from the Lord and respond to it by giving. And I want to take just a few minutes now before we give and move through the passage and David's prayer and hopefully let it stir deep joy in us. Well, joy comes when we remember it all comes from God. 
David um, prays a prayer in front of the people, and a huge part of his prayer is him confessing that everything he has, everything that he's given to this project, it all belongs to God in the end. He says, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. And then in verse 16, he goes on to say, Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. David's able to recognize that everything he has, everything the nation has, comes from God, not from himself. It's profound. This is the king, probably the wealthiest person in the nation, the one with the most power, is prostrating himself before the Lord and saying, it's not from me, it's not my greatness, it's all from you. And he is able to rejoice in that greatly, that God is with him, that God is loving him, and that God ultimately provides for him. See, when we believe that everything we have comes from us, from our hard work, uh, and is actually ours, it may give us feelings of pride and accomplishment, even happiness, but we will live with the pressure of having to be the source that ultimately all comes from us and what happens when things aren't going our way and that pressure that comes when we are the source. But when we recognize that all we have actually comes from God, He even gives us the breath in our lungs and the skills and talents that we use to carve out whatever we have. We can encounter deep joy. We end up stepping out from the pressure of having to be our own source of life and everything. And we rejoice in the goodness of God to us. And we trust the hand of the good shepherd to lead us into pastures green and to give us whatever we need. We get to celebrate and rejoice that with Jesus there is always enough. And remember C.S. Lewis that, that joy is actually, that joy lies behind something. And when we remember that we're all in God's hand and all that we have comes from Him, joy comes because we're seeing beyond the immediate things in front of us, like our resources, skills, our situations, as good as they are. We get to see beyond them and find deep joy in the God who provides all that we need forever. And so today as we give, it's a moment to remember David and his posture and to remember that we are not the source and it all belongs to God. And we get to step into his easy yoke and to loosen our grip And to be people who receive and let blessings flow to us and through us. Because with Jesus, there is always enough. And we get to let joy rise up within us in that. Well, joy also comes when we give outside ourselves. When we give outside ourselves. David and his peers, as I said earlier, would never see the glory of the temple. They would never see the nation gather to it and the presence of God dwell there. That was for Solomon and his generation. But they invested in the future generations and they gave sacrificially to it. And it released joy. And the thing that I have heard most from you as you've talked to me about this opportunity that the Lord 
has been giving, is giving to us, um, is that you're so excited about not what it will do for you. You're so excited about the impact of this place and what it might do for other people. The impact it'll have on our whole church and the impact that it could have on people that are not yet part of our church, the impact that it will have on the local community, the local area and beyond, the impact that it will have on our city, the dream of it being full of people, the dream of it being for the benefit of others, and that that will continue even after lots of us are gone, that future generations will continue to meet with God in this place and receive great blessing there. No one has said to me, yeah, this is going to be amazing for me. Like, I can't wait for this for me. No one said that. Everyone has been deeply moved by this opportunity because it's about doing something for people who are outside of yourself. You're dreaming about the many people that will come to faith in this building. You're dreaming about the many people who currently aren't worshiping Jesus, seeing them in those seats worshiping Jesus. You're dreaming about the many people who will come and find safety and truth and wisdom and peace and joy in that building. You're dreaming about the weddings that we will celebrate there. You're dreaming about the generations growing up there and then beginning to lead in that place. You're dreaming about the many who will be raised up and sent out from here and the blessings that they will have in this city, on this island, and God willing, even further field. So again, back to Brother C.S. Lewis, it's the joy behind something. When we think about giving so we could like put a boiler in the building for us, it's just not that powerful and it's not that joyful. But when we think about giving so that generations might meet the Jesus we know and love, joy comes because we're touching the joy beyond the immediate. Joy is grounded in Jesus and comes when we think about and give our time, energy, and money to things that don't primarily benefit us, but will outlive and outlast us for His sake. Investing in something that is good for us is a great thing to do. But we have a chance to go even further than that. We have the chance to invest in something that will go so far beyond us, we will be amazed. Paying the bill for other people instead of spending on ourselves loosens the grip that our stuff can have on us, the idols that form on our heart, and it brings deep, deep joy. And as we do that today, Get ready for the joy to come. Well, joy also comes in faithfulness. I love verse 14. It says, but I, but who, David says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. David can't believe that he's been chosen and the people have been chosen. He says, who am I? Who are we that the Lord would give us this opportunity? He would entrust us with this moment, with this opportunity to give and to do this thing. He's wondering aloud that he and the people would be, would be the people that get to step into that moment, sovereignly placed there by God, and to step into that task And it's a cause for wonder and a cause for joy in his heart. Joy in the opportunity. Joy in the chance to serve and love and bless and give 
and to play a part in the things that God is doing on the earth. David saw it and he took deep joy in the opportunity and he did not miss his moment to seize it and to step into it. We can have that moment too. We can taste that joy. See, the pandemic has robbed us of so many things and I've had chats with Lots and lots of pastors who've been on the edge of quitting and wanting to just bail out. And, and my one message to them is, I feel exactly the way you feel. But listen, we've been chosen for this moment. There must be a way through. You need to stay at your post. You have to remember that you have been sovereignly placed here by God at this moment in time. And you have a role. You have a part. Seize this opportunity. There will be great blessing and joy from God. That is coming. Stay faithful to the moment and take joy that you have been chosen here. And in this pandemic and in this moment, we have been chosen. This is the time that God has chosen to give this opportunity to us. He will make a way and we will not want to miss it. So let's take this opportunity and let's be faithful. And when we respond to moments like this from God with faithfulness, deep joy is released. And we get to experience that now. Joy that we even have this opportunity. Yes, we are small in the grand scheme of things, but we have been chosen for this assignment at this time in this place. And there's deep joy in knowing that we showed up and gave it our all with no regrets. We did not miss this amazing opportunity that God has given us. There is no guarantee on the results, but we will have done all we can and to play our part and deep joy and satisfaction that we were chosen for this, that we have the honor to give to this and serve in this place and to see what the Lord will do in our days and beyond and through the generations. We're going to remember this day for the rest of our lives with joy. It's like a marker moment. And when we meet these opportunities with faithfulness, joy comes, deep lasting joy. We're going to remember images from today. We're going to love being in the new building, but joy is going to come every time we remember this day and partly because we responded to a moment with faithfulness. Joy is contagious. Joy is contagious, especially when it comes to giving. In verse 9 of chapter 9, it says, The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. So it's kind of like a cycle if you read through the whole chapter. David gives a speech and he gives, and that inspires his peers and his friends to give willingly. And then all the people then rejoice at all that giving, and then David himself rejoices. So it just keeps cycling through. The joy keeps cycling through as people give and give and give willingly and joyfully. And It even returns back to David himself. And today is so special because we're not doing this in isolation, but we're doing this together as a church family. We come from all different walks of life, all different ages and stages and circumstances, but we are all gathered around Jesus and his mission. And as we worship and give, get ready for joy to be contagious amongst us. And then lastly, joy leads to worship. Joy leads to worship. The language of the prayer is all praise and worship of God in response to the moment and certainly in response to the joy that giving stirs 
up. David's prayer begins with worship and gratitude. It ends with David inviting everyone to worship the living God together. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed down, prostrating themselves before the Lord and the King. Worship of Jesus follows joy. Again, it's us seeing what is behind things and treasuring and taking deep joy in Jesus and his death and resurrection for us and his friendship with us and all that he gives us. And when we encounter that, it's natural then to worship and celebrate his faithfulness and love and mercy with everything. And certainly with our voices and with our hearts. So we have a chance to step into that now together as we worship and give. Let's not miss this moment in the life of our church where we respond to the leading of Jesus together and we play our part in His plans for us. And so I'm going to pray for us. And then there's going to be a song of worship. And just a little comment on giving. And some of you have already given, and that's amazing, and that's fine. Alan, in the announcements, ran through how to give if you don't uh, know how to and you really, really want to. If we have your address, information, and a, and a booklet on giving, and all the information you need there, and a, and a giving and pledge card was sent out to you. So if we have your address on file... Um, that should have been sent to you. If you don't have that or you know you haven't given us your address but you want to be part of giving um, and, you, and you just don't have any of that info, just email info at belfastcityvineyard.com info at belfastcityvineyard.com and we will respond to you and help and get you all the information that you will need to give. So just before we have some worship and we respond in worship, let me pray for us. Oh Lord, we praise you. We are so grateful for all that you have given us. And we acknowledge that everything we have actually comes from you. We pray, we praise you that our greatest joy and treasure is Jesus and our salvation that is found in him. We ask that as we give you all our worship and as we give towards this building, that you would multiply it and us to your glory. We ask that you would adorn and beautify this building and this church and call many people to yourself. We pray that you would give us strength to play our part here and we dedicate ourselves to the work and sacrifice that is required. Help us build home here for many and for those who would come after us. Most of all, we dedicate ourselves not to a building, not to bricks and mortar, but to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Take your rightful place as the center of this home and of all of our homes and lives. Lord, would you let your joy come deeper than we've ever known as we worship and give. Let us not miss any of the joy that comes deeply and profoundly from you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.